The Heritage End-of-Year Fund Drive is officially on. Become a member today at heritageradionetwork.org donate. All right, final show of the year, 2018, the last show in season nine. I mean, in year nine. Are you sure we're coming back next year? I don't know. Do you think we could be canceled? As long as I'm chairman of the board, I would hope that we don't get canceled. You think you still got stroke in this joint? Uh, For for now. We're not going anywhere. We're coming back. Uh, Famous last words. Wow, this is our end you know, of the year. You know what they say, Emily? Making a plan is a sure way to see God laugh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a planner. What does that mean? <laughs> well, uh, we didn't already. want any guests to muck up the I, energy of the ninth uh, end of year nine. I thought it was brilliant booking today, just avoiding the pesky guests altogether. Frankly, I don't like them. They get in the way. They always have opinions and I things to say. I did kind of say. hope Brandon was going to call in from L.A. You they know, interrupt. It's 7 a.m. there. They interrupt guests. Thank you for interrupting me. Sorry. And then uh, well, I'm Patrick Martins. Emily Pearson. And Mike Edison. And uh, this is a very expensive, this is a show that is uh, really going two ways at once. We're <laughs> looking back and then we're looking forward. <laughs> so, you know, it's pretty impressive. It's like a painting in the Jeffersons where George Jefferson lived. There was a painting of the ocean <laughs> right over his telephone, which was like where a lot of the shtick happened, like near their door. And he's like, the beauty of this painting is that it could be the Atlantic or the Pacific. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I always thought that was really poignant and formed a lot of decisions I've made in my life. And I like that this show is like that. It could be the Atlantic or the Pacific. We're looking forward or back. And you can think of this show either as a forward looking show. We're never show. in the moment? No. That's so mm. passe that you say that. <laughs> Being in the moment is yeah. a little too trendy. <laughs> is a little Mindfulness too trendy, is a little yeah. too trendy. So, so here, That's not our style Thank you. Put here. some rum in your coffee and I'll get the show started. All right. So what are we talking about today? Emily, this take morning, us. This morning we are... Do you want to read the letter? Yeah, I think we should. So um, 2019 is going to mark the 10th year of Heritage Radio Network, um, which you all know was founded by Patrick Martins here. And the main course was the first show on the network. Can you believe I had such foresight and energy to get the shipping containers here? I mean, sometimes I look at it, I'm like, wow, I couldn't, I can't even walk the dog now. You're, you're marvelous, Patrick. I can't even get the dog to the park in the morning. I brought a friend to Roberta's last night. He'd never been here before, and he was totally wowed by the shipping containers and the radio. And well, that there's this. Thing happening here, this energy, this you know, not everybody knows. Well, about can it. you? Im- well, most people do. Your friends are a little weird, but I know we've um, never had Roberta. Can you imagine either. nine years ago when the owners were here and cooking, and it was sexy and new, and no one knew about the, the it? The backyard and- was just a vacant lot, basically. Now, where the Clintons are having weddings was just like a vacant yeah. lot. It was just all dust and dirt. The tent wasn't up. The tiki bar was just a couple of two-by-fours slapped together. Mm-hmm. A couple guys stayed up all night in acid, you know, and, mm-hmm. just, and just literally nailed together a couple planks and <laughs> declared at the tiki bar. Yep. Well, also <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I mean, this was to, to bring people out here and to this, you know, there's it was a nondescript door on a nondescript street. There were no other open businesses around. It, and then you walk in, and it's all handmade wood and all completely unique with the owners there and their girlfriends. They had great waiters and waitresses back then. It was electric. Now it's a thing, but it's still electric, but it's now 15 years or 10 years Was there ever a moment where you thought about putting or asking another friend in another borough and another neighborhood to do, to put Heritage Radio? No, they were, they were um, very few spaces and then there were very few groups of restaurateurs i mean restaurateur groups restaurant groups that were even close to being open to this idea i mean the franks and frankies had a backyard where something like that could exist um the uh saragina you know in a way you could put something back there but those restaurateurs were not like ready chris Parakini was an architect, a builder, yeah. a forager of old woods. Brandon, they were like, let's do it. Drop like the containers anar- here tomorrow. And they're basically anarchists, those guys. I mean, they were nuts. No, you caught lightning in a bottle. 
setting it up here. You know what's interesting? Um, speaking of radio stations in odd locales, do you know there's a radio station at the NYU hospital up on First Avenue? Yes, yes, for Street, doctors. Right, and there's, it's like a serious FM station. They broadcast live from the hospital, and you walk into the large reception area, there's a radio booth. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, I, I do have to say, the thing I'm really proud of, and it almost makes me want to change my biography on the website, which says that I was born in Mount Sinai Hospital, I went to Vassar, and now, you know, I run here. Yeah, I would change that, too. But uh, the Vassar part, especially. Oh, add the Klingenstein Pavilion that I came out of at Mount Sinai Hospital. <laughs> the Klingenstein Pavilion is that what you're calling your mother's who's it's now? But I just remember, you know, when we were dropping the containers, the first group to get very angry were Heritage Foods X now investors, being like, "What a stupid uh, idea, you know, to invest in." Even though at the time it was like five thousand bucks, but you know, also all these people who saw that it was something electric about Roberta's and glommed on to me or some of the early hosts and they're like you know this it's not soundproofed 100 percent. this will never work this is garbage you're doing nothing this is stupid you know and now fast forward 10 years and not only do we still exist and have had about 12,500 episodes but this year we're creating a hall of fame to self-reference not people in the food world people who've been on this station so we really have history yeah i'm, I'm questioning the legitimacy of this hall of fame why all right, hold on let's, right, let's right, explain right. to our let's, let's including mike speaking so, of something electric happening though have some of that coffee because i guarantee you'll find it electrifying i can smell it it smells electric well, <laughs> so 2019 is heritage radio network's 10th anniversary so we got an email from Katie Mosman Wadler, who's the executive the, director, executive director of radio, Heritage Radio Network, Heritage Radio Network. Do you want to keep interrupting? No, no. Anyway, she's very excited to announce that in January we will be launching the HRN Hall of Fame, an exclusive list of the individuals whose accomplishments in the food and beverage world have made the world a more sustainable, equitable, and delicious place. That's part of their mission statement. This is a historic moment for food radio and for our station to celebrate all of the amazing people who we've interviewed in studio. Our, our archive is home to over 12,500 episodes, so we're looking forward to honoring them in 2019. And by the way, I'll say out of those 12,500, I think probably 12,400 of them were recorded in this studio, which is pretty friggin' amazing. We are a radio station. We are not, I mean, we are also a podcast network, but that's vastly less interesting of people just sending in an audio clip from their basement in San Diego versus everyone coming in. They take the L train, they wake up, they sit here, they look at the place. It is a radio station. No one's launching radio stations. There's a gazillion podcasts out there. No, I agree. And I think I know from you, the only person who had that, uh, you know, was allowed to do it elsewhere was Dorothy Can Hamilton. And that was sort of a special situation that she had her office at ICC. But she still came in for the first season. Oh, good. And by the way, that show was not as fun, I guarantee you, for her guests and stuff. We learned that this is where the driving force of our energy comes from, is being in a osteria, trattoria, place where people are coming, eating, in and out. Spiking yes, their Mike. coffee. No, it's true. This is a, this is a real clubhouse. The amount of talented people that have been in and out of this this room is, is incredible. Uh, I mean, we do it. We treat it like live radio. When we did my show um, for seven years, mm -hmm. uh, it was always like live live radio. Even though I know the vast majority of our listeners picked it up over the course of the you know the week, you listen to it as a podcast. You're, you had the, the fastest 30 minutes on radio. So you were the fastest on the radio and in bed. So now you have two <laughs> spots. And, and when we come back, I think we're going to come back with a, a, a new new revamp version of the show, maybe in spring. And it's not only is it the fastest half hour on radio just got faster. It's going to be 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I That was like in that movie, uh, abs in 10 minutes. I'm going to do abs in nine minutes. All right. Take us through the letter. All right. Hall of Fame inductees. We'll be invited to events and receive special placement on our website, as well as social media love and more. We'll also be sending congratulatory letters to everyone who is inducted. We'll be featuring their audio recordings and generally celebrating their awesomeness throughout the year. By spotlighting them, we hope to bring national attention to each of these people and their work, not just through throughout through our station, but through all the media sources who look to us for news and ideas at the forefront of the food movement. Importantly, the Hall of Fame is shaped by the HRN hosts. Each show is invited to nominate one person per month in 2019. And that basically means with 35 shows, 12 nominees, uh, 12 inductees, I'm sorry, because unless uh, it's a crazy person, everyone will be inducted. So that's about 500 people. 
35 times 12 plus the 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 office and the board of directors is going to nominate so think about who this group of 500 people are going to be with audio of them on our very network so wait just by sheer so Wendell by dint Bear. of me nominating someone they're now on the list of fame yes yes that's it there's no i is mean there any, like the, like the baseball like, fall fame or that other Hall of Fame, which I really do not recognize, the one in Cleveland that's run by a bunch of music executives and that. You know. Why? That's a great museum. The, mu- no, the museum, the museum, the museum is cool. Because yes, I want to go see Jimi Hendrix's guitar. So you don't like drums. this year's no, seven it's new inductees? It's bullshit. I don't even want to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it's such fucking nonsense. Why? Because of Billy Joel's like one of the first guys in there because he's Jan Wenner's buddy. Because it doesn't. It's, there's no. Real metric. Who is for not in that least, should at least, be? Who's not in that should be? No, by be. discussing it, I give it legitimacy, and I won't do it. So many people, you know. Oh, really? Oh or my that, god! That I mean, should be in. Are you kidding? Every Isn't every Jackson time around the same time. With you? Janet year? Jackson, the rock and roll. I mean, I mean, seriously, the MC5 is not. It doesn't. Don't get me started. But the don't museum started. is lovely. The museum is cool. The museum is good. There should be a rock and roll museum because I got. I want to go see Buddy Holly's glasses. I guess. And also all know. those old jazz and blues greats. That's fine. But what is the metric, what is, you know, the well, I'm gonna tell the you criteria. What, I'm going to tell you the criteria At least for the Baseball HR. Hall of Fame, you know. You, you it's know, 500 home runs, it's usually be, it's be, 300 That's the beauty of baseball, wins. of course, is that it has a very objective way of describing itself. That's the genius yeah, of, no, of no, baseball. No, no. Baseball's it's, amazing. It's, it's like Kabbalah, because you can see it, and you say, oh, you know, this, you know, this guy... You know, holds the record for most consecutive, you know, hits, hits, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a feeling, it's an it's, action. It's something he's actually That's statistics. That's right. This you is see, not see statistics, paper, although I will say, think about. This is gooey and vibey. All, how, how, how disgusted I am, and I think all of us are, by a lot of these top ten lists or new things, not great things, not of, of all time. Uh, but of the year, there's this newness. If you're new, hey, you go to Greenpoint. There's a restaurant uh, over this uh, sewage canal. You got to go. It's new. It's new. And I'm like, let it be around for five years and then give it a lot of play. This list of 500 people are going to be See, so fascinating and diverse. 500 is too many. No, like, it's not. I think if a show would nominate one person, you'd end up with 35 people. And then those 35 people could have share right. the spotlight. We have okay. 500 people. Can can I that's, tell that's you why that doesn't work? That's Can like, I tell you why that doesn't like work? The graduating class of Notre Dame. Can I? Okay. What's your favorite restaurant in New York? Uh, Roberta's. How about that? Stop. I said New York. You said Brooklyn. New York City. Oh. Top restaurant. Oh, really? Just top. Really? You're such an elitist Manhattan. Wait, what do you mean? He can say Roberta's. No, no, no. I said New York City. Top. That, sorry, New York City has five. New York, Rose. New York. Manhattan. Manhattan. In Manhattan, my favorite restaurant. In Manhattan. See, he can't do it. That's why you need twelve. It's hard. You need well, I, I, I could, but my my favorite restaurants. So here are you're the just criteria. gonna laugh because they've been my favorite restaurants for twenty years. It's not a, you never take me to French at Patrick. All right, come come take it. We can okay. go. <laughs> the Hall of Fame nominee must be someone that we've had on our show, and if they haven't yet been been on, we must invite them. Wow. Okay, so that's pretty loosey goosey right there. So if they haven't been on, we should invite them. Okay. I guess which, that which means just basically that means your, your November 2019 nomination you have to have on between now and November, if that's what you're asking. Someone who embodies the ethos of HRN's mission to make the world more equitable, sustainable, and delicious, and someone who represents ideas and worthy causes beyond themselves. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, so if Donald you, Trump is out. If you put Ivanka a baker, Trump, has he been on Jared radio? Kushner out. If you put a baker on, you would hopefully pick a baker, and that baker would represent all bakers throughout history in this food archive, which is 12,500. And by the way, by the end of the 10th, we might be 15,000 episodes in. These are half-hour episodes of people. So when you've done, I've done three, 400 shows. I don't want just one nominee and but, say that this person defies my show. I want one for the discipline or two from cooking. I would like two farmers. I also want to think about where those people come from because if we do a food hall of fame and no one from Napa Valley or St. Helena is on, that's crazy. That was where much of our food culture started. Outside of New York, it was the only other food movement that happened. There was a little bit of barbecue, a little bit, a lot in New York, and San Francisco. That was the Alice Waters, Robert Mondavi. Someone from there has to get nominated, and they would have had to have been on the n- network. So, you know, these are big questions. Who uh, Diversity. You know, who are you going to pick? Are you going to pick all white chefs, white male chefs? No, right? What about the hosts who... This is their first season. Then I think, to be honest with you, a host should only be in the Hall of Fame if they've done 
294 episodes 251, or I thought you were going to say. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but, no, but, well, I didn't but, mean put inducting a host see, into the... Oh, by the way, can a host be in the Hall of Fame? I certainly think so. I mean, it's the Heritage Radio Hall of Fame. See, because what you're doing otherwise, I think, say if you want to put Alice Waters, certainly a first, a first vote shoe in, although there's no voting apparently... No, um, but but we you're trust celebrating our Alice for being Alice uh, because she's been here. Like every other guest, all they've done in terms of uh, you know being part of the radio is, is to be is to stop by one day. And what we're really celebrating is their careers and their lives outside of the radio. And I'm trying to find a place where the two rub up against each other more often. So to have someone on the Heritage Radio Hall of Fame, I think it should be guests who've been on more than once, who've been who've been. Uh, contributors for more than just stopping by for one show, because otherwise we're just naming people that have been here who we like, right? the great chefs, the great writers. So many great people have been on here, but they're well, not say, all eligible. Eat just, your just words. Just by of being here. Uh, eat your words. Uh, oh, that thought, thought that book, uh, that show is a lot. I mean, she is an expert, I believe, on like Taiwanese cuisine and all that. So she's going to have a very interesting Kathy. show. Kathy, or way she great. does Her show books. is great. And absolutely the people that have been on her show, uh, there, there are a number of them. I mean, I mean, Kathy herself should be yeah. in, in, in the fame because she has done as much as anybody and more than most to promote what what are the core values of the station you know healthy you know and snacky sustainable tunes and delicious and, and diversity snacky tunes and you have done music so you're gonna yeah that's gonna be a these people are part of the network this is a hall of fame of this network of this studio it's like snl will have a hall of fame of the hosts who've hosted over the 30 years how often will you add to the hall of fame you know that's a good question i'm not sure it could be each show gets one nomination i after think it's that, gotta be a slow roll a I year think the first year you start with 35 people the no, next we're year, starting another 35 with people 35 it's per already been decided 12 yeah. per show it's 12 per show. 12 per show. Uh, feast Your Ears, then the historical one. I mean, who knows? Also, uh, the New York Times is running a uh, a um, series of women whose obituaries were never in the Times because, you know, they were a misogynist paper, too, you know, at some point. So we were thinking of perhaps one of the months are for dead people who died before our network started and who we wished so much had been on the network. I think that would also be a How fascinating How could they list. possibly be on the Heritage Radio Hall of Fame if they are dead and never here? Well, I was going to ask, what if they are deceased but, but they have been on radio? Are they eligible? No, then they get kicked off. No, of course, they can. Ray Dieter, no, Dorothy asking, Can Hamilton, of What if course. you were on the radio and then later like uh, disgraced as like like a sexist pig and thrown out of the industry? Yeah, no, I mean, they, well, that, then those people Did they get an asterisk? Be, yeah, they would get an name? asterisk. Or if they took <laughs> yeah. steroids on air. Um, you know, the food scene, we're going to get a lot of great photographers in that one, and the arts and the architects and the restaurant designers. Because photography is such a good medium for radio. The Farm Report, it's going to be 10 great farmers. Nobody does a Hall of Fame that has 12 farmers There should it. be a Farmer's Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, I mean, I think eventually we're going to categorize these by category and i'll tell you i mean i know i'm gonna bore the hell out of everybody with this uh if this show isn't already boring enough but I'm putting more rum in my coffee go ahead what carlo petrini said is uh absolutely fascinating that gastronomy and this is a, a station of gastronomy is about botany genetics and the other natural sciences physics and chemistry is part of our Station, Dave Arnold, perfect example. Agriculture, I don't even need to explain it. Ecology, Mike, Mike did the weather report. Food and weather are probably the two biggest stories of our time. They never get played in the food section or even on the weather report. <laughs> Nobody talks about oh, ecology. I think people are talking about climate change. I would, I would, Not I would in the big picture. <laughs> they talk about how much rain it's going to happen. The business section talks about ecology, but the weather doesn't talk there, about there, big there changes. There have been some big stories. I, I, I agree to some extent, but like some of the weather reports we did when I was doing the weather report, I was a weatherologist, Emily, if you recall. I'm not a real meteorologist. I was hoping you were going to I'm not a real meteorologist. Just, I'm just an honor weather talent. What's the weather uh, like, Mike? Uh, it's well, it's great if you want cancer and death. Um, uh, we, we did stories though on um, the hops production is down in in Europe because of uh, rain shortfalls, and we've talked about uh, the wine shortages. We've talked about uh, lots of things that were due to weather of shortfalls in production of you know like wine and beer and uh, plants, and obviously agriculture is affected mm -hmm. by. The weather, and we, we do talk about it. Well, what about anthropology and sociology? I mean, Linda Palacio. As soon as show, I want, learn to walk erect, I will address that. Geopolitics, political economics. You know, one thing we've never really had, basically never. I mean, maybe there have been a host or show. Never uh, trends. 
we never talk, oh, this is hot, this is not. Or Don't a we cover some critic. of that? <laughs> no, but trends like a critic. Let me say a critic, someone who rates what's good or what. We've never had to go there. We've never had to go to fashions and fads yeah. and top 10 lists either. It's amazing. We have turned our back on the two major ways that food is covered completely, 100%. Like 12,500 episodes, it's barely but by the been way, on. that's because... In more recent years, I think following the trend of Heritage Radio Network and podcasts, those publications have created their own shows Demise. and networks. Oh no, I'm saying like they might give you know obviously you know Pete Wells doesn't have a doesn't have his own podcast, but the New York Times has their own uh, podcast coverage. So I guess I'm saying they're following in the footsteps of Heritage Radio, and maybe they're filling the only the only little gaps that we don't have. Well, it's just true. We have we have consciously avoided doing uh, listicles, you know, and the kind of clickbait that a lot of other people... What restaurant is hot and you, what's you know, not. Um, I mean, so so effectively that I'm the only person who actually likes the, the show's Facebook page. Uh-huh. Okay, and I'm looking forward to uh, someone joining someone joining me in 2019. Um, <laughs> you would think that even just by random, someone else would like it. It really is incredible. Yeah. Trade... <laughs> Technology and industry, <laughs> physiology and gastronomy, you know, and, and medicine, health, medicine. I'm down, and that, by the way, does get covered. The Dr. Oz's, the Oprah Winfrey's diet, eat this, eat that. Yeah, but there's a lot of people selling snake oil out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And obviously food um, as part of a healthy lifestyle or eating better food to feel better. I think we cover that. And it's very important. Of course, it's not, it's not medicine. It's just a mm-hmm. healthy lifestyle. Also, who is putting, and we've done more for this field than anybody, uh, cocktail culture and, and liquor. Who's, which of those guys, where does a bartender, what hall of fame is he part of? The bartender's and hall of fame. It's this one. I'm telling you, this is the one that cuts across all the disciplines and unites him with the scientist, with the ecologist, with the poet, with the chef, and they're all united. Is there going to be a party? Because it sounds like that would be a pretty good party. Well, they're going to be invited. All the guests will be invited. All 500. To every party, they'll get free admission. Obviously, not all of them will come, but if they do, fantastic. And they should, they'll all get awards at every spot. Oh, I have an idea about the award. So, Patrick just took his son, Max, to this really cool place that... My dad told me about it. It's called Dubed, and they basically take a dubed? picture. Dubed? Dubed. Terrible name. Oh, it like, sounds I think it's like dubed. Dig. Yeah, I know. You're a dub. It's D-O-O-B-D. No, just D-O-B-D. They're giving, they're giving, oh. they're giving kids D-O-O-B. reefer. That's a, that's a, that's a anyway, apprehensible. moving on. You get to make a little action figure of yourself. What about having a whole like figurine set of all inductees? For $99? Are you trying to put us out of business with yeah. this? Oh, you see that? See that now? Okay, now you're talking. Because this is the classic scam, like the who's who books and these indexes. So you nominate somebody for the Hall of Fame, and you send the letter, for $99, we'll send you the certificate and the plaque. Oh, yes. Okay? And that's that's a classic scam. I always used to get those letters. We're going to include you in the that. who's who of American writers. Yeah. And for, for $99, we'll send you a copy of the book. And for only $49 more, we'll send you a certificate and a plaque. Well, what about that? That would be in the Times, and someone would be like, we'll put that on a wood board for you for $130. Right. Like when you get your review in the Times, you always get hit up by the company that offers to, like, you know, shellac it onto a wood board. <laughs> anyway, I like well, But that's the not idea. the New York Times itself, though. No, I know. What if you came into the studio Which and there was a shelf, are the and it, there was a figurine of every person in the... I know it's not cheap. No, no, no. I, I understand. I just well, five hundred. Cool. No, I love the idea of little figurines. Well, Mike, I would think for your show. I mean, just thinking about the Hall of Fame. You swore by that Van Le Duc guy. Uh, Jean passed. Jean Luc Ledoux, who uh, you yeah. know passed last year. We were all pretty crushed by that because was. I mean, but I, you loved his wine. What he course, knew about well, wine. Of course, he was the. I mean, Jean Luc should absolutely you know, given the premise of this Hall of Fame, he is a first vote. Chewing, so no one's then voting. there you go, Mike. Jean-Luc Ledoux, a James Beard Award winner, a guy who's on my show seven years in a row, um, every Saturday before, th- every Sunday before Thanksgiving, he came on to talk about holiday wines, and then some. occasionally uh, he'd come on during the summer to talk about summer wines, um, and, you know, of course, and he's, he's a James Beard Award winner, he's one of the most famous sommeliers in New York City. He's and we wouldn't ask you to pick between Danielle. him and he was someone a real else? Superstar. But, again, I question the, the, the premise you of this as a, as, a, as a radio... Hall of Fame versus a food Hall of Fame. Well, and see, John Luke's, see, John Luke qualifies because he was on my show 10 times. He didn't just come passing through. He was an extended part Who of our team. Who else has been on your show 10 times? What about your old host? Well, uh, well I mean... Mike and... The uh, people who've been on our show most... Um, 
absolutely Bob Burt, uh, who was the drummer for Sonic Youth and uh, Pussy Galore and is currently on tour with John Spencer. Uh, obviously, Pete Zaremba, who was my co-host for over 100 shows, who's the uh, lead singer of uh, the, the Flesh Tones, who should be in that other Hall of Fame in Cleveland because, my God, that's a band that's been together for 40 years. They were one of the greatest and most enduring American rock and roll bands, but they haven't posted, like, record sales enough. So he'll be you in know, our Hall of Fame. He'll be with Janet fucking Jackson. Because he had the vision to come and do a show on predominantly yeah, you know, a food you know, network. You know, you know, Pete was on, and the Flesh Tones were on the very last of Andy Warhol's TV shows. Wow. I mean, these guys have done so much. What channel um, was Andy not, on? And, and, and also, Pete was a food writer and, and a, and a, a travel writer as well. So in a What way, was Andy legit. Warhol's show? And CBS or something? Uh, it was like... Um, like uh, W-O-R? No, no, no. It was uh, community, you know, Manhattan Cable. Oh. Manhattan Cable. And... Uh, you know, and, oh. and there they are. I mean, Pete's actually part of the Whitney Museum uh, retrospective on Andy Warhol for having been there. And they were also in. They're also in the Museum of Modern Art for an early video that they did. And then there was recently an exhibition on a thing called Club Fifty Seven that the Flesh Tones were very much part of. So you so, only I mean, have nine I mean, his, more, dude. His bona fides are, are are good. I mean, he didn't just walk through here and. Because he had a career outside of radio, got into the Radio Hall of Fame. I'm just saying, I think the hurdle should be very, very high for a Hall of Fame. That's why you were limited to 12 out of Was his show called 15 Minutes? Yes. Andy Warhol? It was on MTV. Ah, MTV. Oh, my God. Public access, he calls it. MTV. I don't want my MTV. So you've done uh, 300 divided by 12. Uh, Wait, 12 divided by 300. That's four percent. We sure Andy Warhol never did community. That's four percent of your guests. And by the way, if you had multiple guests on the show, it's two to four percent of your guests get to be in the Hall of Fame. If you said one percent of baseball players get to be in the Hall of Fame, that's about right too. So oh, you know we're being probably, a, I'm, I'm hazarding a guess that it's far less than that. Than that, yeah. Okay. Well, four percent um, still a low number because most baseball players aren't going to hit fifty home runs in a year, and they're not going to hit consecutively in fifty plus games, and they're not going to have ERAs of less than two and they're not going to have 20 year careers. I mean, to get the Hall of Fame you need to post a career in the organization Major League Baseball. Yeah. You don't know, get in the Hall o- you know, you, you know, I mean, I'm okay with this number because in, in 10 years of radio many, many, many of the shows have been on almost you know from the early years i mean these are whether they've been taken over by new hosts or it's still the same host there is a, a strong archive and a strong group of people that have been on from you have covered you know many different categories as you said so i don't know i, I think as as patrick was sort of proving to you mike it's probably you wouldn't be able to choose one yeah well, one. I, I said, that's like picking your favorite restaurant but also listen to this and this is katie phrased this very nicely someone who represents ideas and worthy causes beyond themselves so when we put on a chef who is pioneering like i'm not, i'm just going to say a stupid name i don't think this person you know is in our hall but like Wiley Dufresne he represents any cutting edge person so Ferran Adria is represented by him uh, the guy from Millennia in Chicago is represented by him Dave and his high tech science geeks who invent new things are done by him circulator immersion machines all these things fantastic and you know when Dave is honored all museums who have ever had food exhibits are part of that. All, uh, you know, scientists and inventors are part of that. So, yeah, it's beyond themselves. Not just someone who has a tea company down the street, but maybe someone who started, you know, who would be a perfect person is T.J. Steele, who started a consortium of mezcal makers, of corn tortilla makers, of masa people, and blah, blah, blah. That He has 100 employees down in Mexico. That's a guy who represents... I agree. Change. All of these people should be celebrated. They're they're all outstanding, and, and and I adore the people that have come through this station. I mean, it's incredible the amount of talent. Michael and, Pollan, and, and Alice Waters is is is, is amazing. Marion um, Nessel. But again, I mean, it's, we're co. I feel like we're co opting them for our purposes. We should celebrate them. Of course, we should. Um, yeah, we I are. I think the Hall of Fame them. should be like twelve people the first year. Otherwise, it's the Hall of Everybody. We can't uh, disempower the host to that extent. Can we put Andy Warhol in there? By the way, just I, I'm checking on my little. Uh, was he indirectly, try, was try he indirectly on His first on show, show uh, his first show was Manhattan Cable um, before the MTV show. Okay, okay so forgive me, but, but yes, no, 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 forgive Four me, because I should have known that you know the flesh tones are bigger than uh, Community Cable. So Emily, bigger for than, our bigger show, bigger than uh, uh, Al Goldstein, who should be in the hall. I have so. to look back through your archives. No, I know, but how many of our twelve should be chefs? I would say two, three. I was going to say a quarter. Okay. That's about the same. 
a quarter of the people. How many should be farmers? Same, yeah. two or three. And then the, the last six are interesting. Well, I think you have that artisan category, which sort of mean a lot of different things and you could finagle someone in there who is a chef, you know, but I think it opens the idea to people who are makers, people who are artisans, people who are visionaries. Like Al Alice could be a, you know, or you could have this fourth category of like luminaries. You know, yeah. there could be people that happen to be chefs, but they've done something more in the nonprofit and also, world. And also most of most of the hosts, a good number of them anyway, uh, that are here contribute in the food world too, not just by, but certainly by doing this show and promoting all the values that we try to embrace here, but like, like, like Kathy, who's a writer and she has her own career and by bringing these people together is doing an unbelievable job of creating content and information. Obviously, Dave Arnold, his contributions and what he does outside of the radio, I mean, he would be the perfect guest for his show. So interestingly <laughs> yeah. though, do yes, we, like for Dave to be nominated... Do, that, the whole he, sort of messy thing we right. have to ask. Well, but, but certainly, if you're going to include all these other people, Dave Arnold, for all the things he's done right. outside of host. hosting this incredible radio show that has a you know, huge listenership. You know, Do you know my answer to that? If you've done more than 250 shows, you're in the hall. Uh, just as a host, and, and you get automatic. That's not taken from your 12 or from the studio's 12. That's just a, you've been on well, 250 times. Well, maybe that's times. like the director's 12. See. Maybe the director has the director's, the director's Maybe those cut. are no the Hall of Fame, 12. the director's no cut. Oh, yeah. man, it just gets easier and easier to get into this thing, doesn't it? It's like Trump 12. University. Mike, well, we're, 12, trying to, we're trying to find a way to get you in. Oh, oh, I, oh I, I, Mike? I, He's, he's trying to put the bar 250, but it's going to bite him in the ass because I actually hosted his show, the original version of this show, back in the day. Because when we started, uh, you know, the, the first time the shipping containers were back here doing the shows, uh, Patrick said, come on, on. You know, I need somebody to talk because he was trying to fill up a Sunday. You know, it was a one show. I was trying to have one 40-hour program was basically where it was. And finally, he just got tired of showing up. Can you go in and uh, just do the show for me? Also, by the way, the <laughs> Hall of Fame, as 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 Katie uh, correctly wrote, is a chance for us to spotlight the careers of other people. Mike, the way he sees it is, oh, we're co-opting them. But, you know, what we're trying to say is our network has covered all this. We are all this. We're the only people in the food world who even are close to covering all these types of things from diverse people, Japanese people, old people, young people, black people, Spanish-speaking shows, all talking about the real issues buying food, not just fashion. So we do want to cover all these people. And I think for a time capsule, go 5,000 years from now, this group of 500 will be a true fabric and texture of the food world. Whereas if you go to Time Out Magazine, you'll just know, it's funny, uh, Anne was listening to the Slim Shady Eminem song, which I love, by the way, and we love Eminem, but the whole song was about his beefs with a bunch of artists who are already not known. Uh, Limp Bizkit, Britney Spears, I mean, they're known, but you know what I mean? In a hundred years, that's not going to be a timeless song because he's talking about people of the moment, you know? And, and I think that's how the time out is, whereas this Hall of Fame is a forever one across disciplines that well, just don't get played. Everyone you know, you know, that just heard Limp Bizkit and Britney Spears you, come out of your mouth knows who you, they you are. Do you know how many records Eminem has sold? Like, more than, like, the Beatles. No, I know, like, but that... Seriously, he's people like, like, one day are going to look back at that song and be like, who are those two people he's talking about? You know, whereas Dylan's song is poetry and all well, that. Yeah, that, but that's, that's the same with any... There's a number of people that don't know who Bob Dylan are. Oh, oh God, who are these people? Really? But that's with any contemporary art. That's a bad example. You know, if you read a book from 50 years ago, I mean, I'm, I'm going through the portable Dorothy Parker, as I like to do once a year, and there's so many references to her contemporaries, artists, writers, bars, restaurants in New York City, that... I mean, she's talking about 1929 when she was writing, you know, earlier in her career. I have no idea. That's why it's annotated, to remind me of these things. But it makes her work no less powerful. But I, again, I'm just going to say, I posit that less is more when it comes to the Hall of Fame concept, that to have 12 people and highlight them is very manageable and really makes people special. And no, and, and take by, you know, uh, five and by the way, choices away from okay, Mike. Okay. He only gets eight. Because otherwise, it's it's the Fortune 500. It's, it's, you know, it's a roundup of too many people. I love the Fortune 400. It's bathroom material for at least. Uh, well, I don't want her to try to be bathroom material, dude. Okay. You know, we. Now, also, I love that we're <laughs> going to be given a clip of these people 30 seconds worth as uh, enticement to learn more about them. That's 250 you know? minutes. That's 235 more than Andy Warhol needed. Anyway. All right. We're going to go to a quick break. Are you cool with that? When we come back, we're going to talk about the future 2019. I want to talk about why I hate Christmas parties. <laughs>
Next year, Heritage Radio Network is turning 10. For the last decade, we've been committed to bringing listeners around the world the very best in food radio for free. Our small staff and incredible network of hosts work hard so that listeners can tune in each week to hear the important conversations in food policy, stay on the cutting edge of cocktail culture, and hear the latest updates in food tech. But there is no HRN without the support of listeners like you. Become a member of Heritage Radio Network today and help HRN get a strong start to our second decade. Choose from exclusive member gifts and stay in the loop on discounts to upcoming events. There's no better time to show your support. Go to heritageradionetwork.org donate and wish HRN a happy birthday. If we had said 400 chefs, <laughs> Jumping that would right back be in. wrong. Just in case you forgot who we are. This is but I think Mike, uh, this is Heritage Radio Network, main course OG. I think Mike's issue <laughs> with thinking that 400 is too big a number is uh, the same pitfall that everybody falls into. It's a limited view on what food is. Because, yes, if we had said you were gonna, we're going to put 500 chefs on, yeah, 500 chefs should not be part of the Hall of Fame because that's just too many. But across all those disciplines, if 20 are technology people, 20 are anthropologists, 20 are poets, 20 are musicians, 20 all on you, then actually it's look, too few. Look, when every day is Saturday, Saturday ceases to be special. I'm telling you, less is more. That's all I'm saying. You know, it, should, right. it should be, you know, it should be very hollow ground to be in, in this in this club. For uh, each of those disciplines, across all those disciplines, it will. Also, remember that some of these people are in their 80s. You don't think there's 500 people in the food world important? Of course there are. Hall but, of but, Fame. But, but, you're, but you're calling it the Hall of Fame, not, not the hall that everybody's welcoming. You know, 500 people is not a Hall of Fame. 500 people is like the F train. Well, but no, I get what Patrick's saying. There are so many disciplines. And think about your show. You had a focus on music and had a Ish. had a connection we were, to. I food. mean, I like to think that. Yeah, I like to think that our show was obviously evolved from what what Heritage Radio is doing and the ethos of Roberta's and everything. And it was definitely uh, after the. Carlo Petrini's Anarchist Radio. Don't forget, Carlo's uh, original Onderosa radio station did a lot of music too. He, mm -hmm. he did folk festivals and really promoted the kind of music that was out of the mainstream and not, you know. Mm -hmm. Music's yeah. a big part of it, and you guys are food people who are also. And musicians. we had a very high <laughs> drinking, was definitely, <laughs> you know, but high that, on our but agenda. That's part of Heritage Radio too cocktails, drinks. I think yeah. we're the only show. Slaughterhouses, Temple Grandin. What about wineries? You know, if we had Margaret Mandavi, who'd never been on, but I mean, imagine someone like her or, or, or Chris Howell, who's like, Wendell Berry. Imagine writers, Wendell Berry, Michael Pollan. Then imagine educators, uh, Marion Nessel, and uh, you know whoever else has founded a discipline. I mean, she founded a food studies program at New York University that's graduated tens of thousands of people. Think about also people who've worked at Heritage who have gone on to do amazing things. Aaron Fairbanks, Jack Inslee, they've gone and started uh, other radio stations and stuff. 500 is not a big number when you consider how vast food is. Well, I think that shows you what the breadth of our network does. It's just incredible. And it's that also shows you how incredible our network uh, yeah, is more I'm than saying. anything. It is absolutely incredible. There's no doubt about it. Again, and there's should... no other place where you're gonna have 35 shows about that cover all of these disciplines as Patrick has listed and that cover so many different uh, angles and that are an umbrella uh, of our, welcoming. We're so special. Every <laughs> other media source is gonna need to look at our five hundred to understand what is in Akiko's brain and her level of expertise and Linda Palaccio's brain and her level of expertise all the way down the line. These are all what great about people. Spanish speaking uh, our Spanish speaking show. Noam, what's the name of that? Um, You'll put them on radio. You'll put them on Okay. And show well, those well. 12 are going to be fascinating to all of us. It's going to be a who's who. I think it'll be assigned in schools to memorize these 500 people. <laughs> that's what the, you heard it. No, and that's, that's great. Who's who, again, I agree. But uh, before we move on to why I hate Christmas parties so much, um, I, I, I agree. It is a who's who. There are definitely 500 people of value, 500 people who have made amazing contributions. It's just the concept of the Hall of Fame, I really think needs to have extremely focused and extremely, uh, you know, a, a high barrier of entry to get into a Hall of Fame. Okay. 
No, I agree. All right. Well, I guess in January we will be announcing our first inductee. And I do think the first inductee for us, Emily, needs to be agriculture-based, food-based, growing food. Someone has been, um, I mean, Frank oh, Reese, someone like that. Yeah, and actually, uh, I think this is one of the first things I talked about on your show seven, or ten years ago, whenever it was. Uh, the very first, we were talking about the Academy Awards, and I think I was talking about why I hate award shows. I mean, I've been going on this because it's so self-congratulatory. It's it's just like looking in the mirror. And well, I, you don't like seeing movie stars telling their kids that they should be asleep? I just like what they wear. You like what they wear. Well, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like it for many, many reasons. Largely because it's a, it's a, you know, it's a big reach around to the in- industry. I don't like being reminded that there's a very much an us and them. There is an aristocracy in America, and believe me, that is a tough club to enter. You know, people do get in. But no, you got to be a tough born in. That's why I'm yeah, okay, see, so, never complain so, about that, right? Because we were so born in. You know, you know, meritocracy is meritocracy is what rich people tell poor people to keep their heads in the game and, and to prevent revolt. I love it. It prevents. It prevents yeah. hopes of. Upward mobility, <laughs> a caste system you can just feel comfortable right. and safe and enjoy and have sex with your partner and raise your kids. There's no like, uh, that's the whole Republican thing. I should have been rich. Wait. I could have been like my friend Jimmy who started the construction company, but all these people are taking my jobs away. It's the pressure of upward mobility. Take it away, and everybody's happy. I'm sorry I was born on is the that, top. Is that a prediction for 2019? <laughs> I'll tell you, you know what the difference is between the uh, the Academy Awards, for instance, and um, the uh, WWE, the Wrestling Hall of Fame? No difference. What, the award ceremonies they have? No, I'll tell you the difference. Is the actors thank their agents. The wrestlers thank the fans. Ah, oh, I love it. Well, they do. When do they thank fans? When do actors thank fans? There's one the award show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> People's Choice Awards. <laughs> All right. Which is so, fun. That's the one where they have to get people drunk. I think that's like uh, the, the award Golden show. Globes. Oh. That's the one where they feed everyone and they're all drunk by halfway through the show. We're like, let's go to the man on the street interview to determine who the best director is. Oh, Martin Scorsese lost. And Sylvester Stallone won. What a surprise. Man on the street <laughs> interview. Do we want to talk about the future? Sure. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> okay, Kreskin, powers. what do you got? No, so 20, the 2019 year. is upon us, and uh, what do we, I mean, let's, It's not let's upon talk. us yet. Uh, what is upon us? I'm just gonna, I'm just going to keep, keep riffing on this. Oh, I hate these end-of-year things, because we live on a continuum, you know, these artificial boundaries of time. That's true. I mean, what is time, really? Mike also this river refused which to we pay float. tolls, because he's like, oh, this isn't a boundary time, I agree time. with. Time, time. Americans Jersey. say it is money. The Italians squander it. The Swiss make it. The Indians say it doesn't exist. What is this thing <laughs> called time? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me. Why do you hate Christmas parties so bad? Uh, Is it not getting invited to them? Or <laughs> I, I went to um, an, a, fair, not a nice party last night, for instance, um, at a, a local um, uh, pasta joint in um, uh, Cobble Hill, um, which I, I generally Polo? like, and the people are very uh, nice. That was uh, Fragola. People invited us are very nice. I'm not going to mention it because I'm about to insult them, and, and I think <laughs> uh, you know. Um, but I'll tell you what. I mean, it was. You're feeding a lot of people, and this is not a high high end party, but it's but it was lovely. Um, but I'll tell you what, and this is because I'm spoiled because working with you guys. Well, you are and, part and, of and the, the world and the world in which we live. Absolutely, um, I, I had to climb my way into it. Though. <laughs> uh, Back your I way. I tell you, when the, when, the, when the chicken came out after the pasta, like some roast chicken, I could not eat it because it was because obviously this is like an industrially farmed shit chicken. This is We've not really ruined. Okay, you. and Patrick's you totally ruined, ruined me. Man can't are, are go to Baltimore. All these my, great restaurants My cat doesn't. Eat anything that's not like Murray's and above in the chicken department now. If I order a chicken, you know, chicken from the Chinese food, he just looks at me. I gotta look for my cat. I mean, that's how your cat looks at you. Weird. Yeah, if I'm eating like like some shitty like like industrially farmed chicken. Judgment, I mean, judgment. But it was like it was like mealy and terrible. And I, what am I gonna say? I can't eat this. I was kind of politely, oh, I'm full. You know, pushed it away. But that, why I hate Christmas parties? Because you have to feed a lot of people, and it's a lot of people at the trough. And who, who invites people, are people fucking animals. to an Italian restaurant for a Christmas party? Well, it was it was um, usually uh, businesses. Yes, businesses. It was a, yes, it was a local business oh. uh, with with whom we're, we're good friends and we consider like ah. neighbors and anchor of the neighborhood. No, that's very lovely, and the, and the woman who runs it is, is terrific. Fragola. Um, no, I'm not gonna tell. Okay, Frankie's. I'm not going to tell you. So what's going on with Frankie's? They closed yet? They changed? Yeah. Well, they uh, it's about to reopen. Yeah, or about, maybe about Frankie's to, and, and uh, Prime Meat. Prime Meats is no more. I no think more. he broke up with his German wife and didn't want a German restaurant to be reminded of the terrible relationship. Hmm. That's what I think. Parties are parties are tough. Do you have a Christmas party? Do you throw parties at your house, Emily? She throws parties all the time. 
I've you never threw, been invited. You throw, I knew you, he was you throw say good that. parties. Patrick have, throws you, a lot of parties. You, and, and you have a, I like your, your approach to parties because it's just a, a big mess of stuff and there's a lot of liquor and it's usually very good liquor um, because, you know, let's face it, you go to a party, you to buy a couple of cases of wine. It's difficult for, for me anyway to buy really good wine. I try to buy something crowd pleasing at a lower price point if I got to buy two cases of wine. The best way to buy cases and I of people, wine. I give people peasant food, brisket you, and latkes. You call <laughs> Cane 5 or Long Meadow Ranch and they will deliver you a case and it'll be about $30 a bottle, $25 to $35 a bottle. And that's great. For $35, that's less than uh, two Mike, six don't packs you know of beer. Parties, you're supposed to tell everyone to, when people say, what? What can we bring? You say bring a bottle of wine. And I, hopefully people say, "What you can I bring?" End up with more than you. Uh, that, 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 put does in. Ha- that happens. But people I say that was Mike's. When people say, "What can I bring?" I usually say seventy-five dollars. Oh gosh. <laughs> anyway, my kind of party. I don't do so well when I have to cook a lot of food. I'm a big like cheese and crackers, lots of dips, lots of things that could be situated out around the room and one big spread in the middle. And where people can graze. I like uh, I like a great roast ribeye. Right. You cut it up into medallions. I love uh, you know Antonio's pork chop. I love tons of prosciutto, salamis, right. cheese, bread, crackers, olives. All of that. So it's just a lot of stuff. But there does have to be a centerpiece just cut up. I agree. I, it's I, just that it's it's about timing. And if you want to be that person who's in the kitchen in the middle of your party or if you do everything in advance. Temperature is not an issue. Mark Ladner told me that because he was the chef at Del Posto. And he's like, to try to get hot food across a football-sized field restaurant, it just doesn't work. Don't worry about temperature. Wow. And then Patty taught me to let a roast rest for an yeah. hour before serving it. So temp is just not an issue. If you're okay with that, then you cook everything except the very last thing That's an hour before. That's my plan for this Christmas. Well, when I do my laka party, I cook lakas because people want them right out of the pan, you know, onto the plate. And that's great because that's also part of the show. It's razzle-dazzle. It's like a rock concert. Come, but I think I do, come kiss the chef. Make sure and he it's, has it's great because I'm I'm central. And I'm kinda, I know. I I'm like kind of like the, the hub of the, of the wheel. And, and you're I working. Don't, I'm working. I don't have to make small talk with everybody, and yet I'm the most popular person there because I'm the one flipping the latkes. But I think this. Uh, parties are easy. It's really easy to throw a good party, almost as easy as it is to throw a bad party. Mm-hmm. Okay, Parties are, you feed people, get good food, or start with good food. you don't have enough you need, food, you need, bad party right away. If you're inviting the right people and you put the right people in the room, make sure the lights are, are adjusted, not too bright, make sure you have some decent music and you put some good food and good booze in the mix. Yeah. It's done. Party. I That's can it. tell it's you really one easy. thing I do not like about Christmas parties, and this is usually never the people I invite. It's family. <sighs> it's family. It is people who come to a party it's like going on to a talk show with no prepared story or remarks to come to a party and be like, oh, my kid, I got to make sure my kid's okay. I have, I didn't bring anything. They don't talk to people. They have no conversation. They don't participate in group dynamic. To sit next to someone like that is a death wish for the party. And I wish they wouldn't come. Well, that's you like a, have dinner, to be a sit-down party. Yeah. What about parties where you don't know anybody? Will you go? Except the host. If I was friends, like if it was with you or Mike, a hundred percent, and I would have fun. But if you abandoned me, I might leave in five minutes. Well, I've got, I mean, you know, your approach. I mean, I know that you have an interesting crowd of people who are going to come to your house, and also I like your approach because you, you know, you, you have a lot of good food. I mean, you know, you take it home with you; it's great. So you have the roast, you have the pork chops, you, you have the portion. Mike home with the dog. No, mean. no, he doesn't go home with it. No, 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 I no, no. Take you know, because because oh. you know, where do you work, Patrick? HeritageFoodsUSA.com <laughs> or just HeritageFoods.com. Um, so obviously, if you play, but I like it because it's a little bit messy, a little sloppy, a little bit chaotic at your house. But the food's coming out of the kitchen; it's really delicious. You know the difference between good liquor and like cheap liquor. Um, and your friends are all pretty elevated when it comes to food and wine, and, and a great bunch of people, lots of intellectuals, and um, and your mom, who you know is the, the most intellectual of all of us, and Max, who's like touch punching people in the crotch and smacking women's naked. butts. Yeah, <laughs> it was pajama day today, oh, that's so fun. he was in his pajamas. All right. Well, very, very interesting. We have Christmas parties, uh, the art of the party. Well, who was famous? This is before your time. Who was the most famous female in sitcom history who always threw terrible parties? Oh, well, Mr. Grant. Mr. Oh, Grant, Mr. Grant. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wait, I don't know who that is. It's the Mary Tyler Moore joke oh. where no one shows up. <laughs> You know, it's, uh, it's always I, Don't you always feel that way? There's always the Mary. We will call it the Mary Tyler Moore moment. Yeah, because yeah. you, know, you call a party. It's like okay, seven o'clock or eight o'clock, and at eight oh five, there's no one there, and then you're like, oh, Mr. Grant. Um, uh, I'm you know, so sorry. Well, usually, you know, things. Have Who's weight. Ed Asner? Who's still alive? That guy's been overweight for seventy years. I can't believe he's still alive. <laughs> I'm so happy. It gives me hope. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see Mary Tyler Moore going first. 
Her, she had a tough life. Her son committed suicide, I think, like right in front of her. I can't believe that people survive such things. I can't believe people survive like being an ordinary people. That was a good movie. (laughs) It should have been in 3D. Ordinary people. (laughs) Who was in that? Her and. Oh, God. That movie was insufferable. Jack Nicholson? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you want me to Google? No. I think okay. you're confusing ordinary people with beaches, which was insufferable. <laughs> I'm confusing it with Jaws. Donald three. Sutherland. Oh, Donald Sutherland. Thanks, Noam. Judd Hirsch, Timothy Hutton. Oh, oh man. Timothy Hutton. There are so many sensitive people. No wonder it made me want to kill <laughs> myself. All right. Well, uh, hashtag holiday suicide watch. <laughs> exactly. Watch out for Mike. I would think bars that are closed on Christmas, they have, and New Year's Day, for instance, they by law have to remain open for lonely people to be able oh, to man. go. New Year's and have Eve, drink. my most hated night of the year. Oh my God! So depressing. are you having a party? Absolutely not. I'm having a bottle of Valium and a pizza in the Twilight Zone episode, and I intend to be asleep by nine thirty. Yeah, they do often have Twilight Zone I've marathons. I've come to realize the solution to New Year's is having a party. Because you don't want to wait till you get invited to someone else's. Although, if you have one and no one wants to come because they already have other plans, that's then you're I won't, really I won't go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just any more parties. My prediction is there will be at least 10 more parties at Emily House that I will not be invited to in 2019. He might be right. <laughs> no. I'll tell you how they were. You're invited over. I'll tell oh, you. thanks. <laughs> I'll report back. <laughs> Mike Mike, is... I, wait, you were invited to the last party I had. You didn't come. That's right. I, I was, I was, uh... No, no. You said you had some, like, I don't know, drum playing. To it was, there, was something, no, there was something going on. Yeah. Your party is easy because you live in the neighborhood. I, I can walk to your I house. Know. Which uh, are we going to play frisbee? I predict we're going to play frisbee a few times next year. Mike. I hope so. You threw your shoulder out this year. We yeah, couldn't. no, I'm facing Tommy John surgery at this point. I'm trying. I'm trying to rehab it. But we'll talk about that and more in there's 2019. A, Patrick. The only thing about humiliating about Tommy John surgery, because no one should be concerned if they need surgeries, it's not being a baseball player and still needing Tommy John surgery. Need to call it someone else, like Darren at the Office Depot surgery or something. If you're not a baseball player, well, you know, I play the drums for most of my oh, uh, most okay. of my life, and it's definitely like a repetitive stress thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I shredded it. The only thing that also, next... also hoisting beers off the bar probably didn't help. Tennis elbow <laughs> is the next least manly disease. You know, you know what's you know what's worse than tennis elbow? What golf balls? <laughs> nice. <laughs> And, well, on, and on that note, I hope we didn't lose our three, four listeners today. <laughs> we got them. We got them. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Going no, out with a bang. I think, uh, well, let's see what's to come for the Hall of Fame. I'm excited. We love you, Mike. We love you, Emily. I God hope bless everyone us, everyone. Me. Happy holidays. Collect Stick around week. for uh, Tech Bites up next at 11. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Going with me riding all around town for joy. Blow your heart.